You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. to another cooperative multiplayer and I know we're like what almost two weeks late now uh, but yeah you know we tried so many times I fell asleep one night and then the next night just work and yeah holidays cause conflicting schedules so that happens uh, welcome to the official 401 game zone podcast uh, with me this week we're a person short, but we're back to the regular crew. Daniel Anderson and Robert Cooper, how y'all doing? Good. I'm not wearing pants, so it's a good night. How was y'all's Thanksgiving? Anything yeah. exciting or whatever Man, happened? Potatoes, washing dishes, watched football, uh, sat with a bunch of people I don't like. So, Thanksgiving. Uh, on my end sit with my wife's family which I guess I like I mean I don't hate anybody I just don't know everybody that well Uh, ended up at Walmart for Black Friday looking for videos for the wife and ended up getting Shadows of Mordor and Wolfenstein for Christmas that I cannot play until Christmas Uh. (laughs) But they were twenty five bucks a piece, so I can't complain. Yeah, yeah. No, really I just kind of figured out that uh, Thanksgiving is like an every year high school reunion. It's yeah. very true. You, you kind of sit around with these people that you, some of them you know really well, but most of them you don't. You eat food that's decent. You know, not that I've ever been to a high school reunion. I just imagine when I go to one, it's going to be very like, oh, you're that. Okay, cool. How's the trailer working out? <laughs> yeah, I uh, got to spend it with my wife and the mom and daughter. We all got to just eat turkey, and then I had to run off to work for eight hours. And they got mad at us because since the store was open 24 hours, we took it as... You know, just like if you work a morning shift, you can leave when your schedule says. Well, they didn't tell us that we had to check in with the manager before we left. And so about like 10 of us left and then they we had to argue with them to not have them write us up because it's their fault for not telling us. So, yeah, that was fun. And oh, it was terrible. People just... There was nobody acting crazy, but it was just like what they do to the departments. Like... I didn't work in electronics because we had nothing. Uh, surprisingly, it was really weird. Like we didn't have, we had one Xbox One, and it took until five o'clock in the afternoon to sell it. Uh, the year before, I remember having like twenty Wii U's, and we didn't have any of the next gen systems because they had just come out. So we had gotten our what we were going to get that when they came out, and then we didn't have any for thing. But it was just really weird. We didn't have any of the PS4s or Xbox Ones or nothing. So it was like. Not a lot going on in the section that's driving there. They, I mean, all the TVs got sold in the morning, so you know, we're just kind of strolling. But 
I was working in shoes, and boy, we were doing a buy one, get one for a dollar. The whole three days, and oh, just, yeah, a lot of, you know, Brock Lesnar, I was thinking of Brock Lesnar the entire time, just bend over, pick up shoes, hang them up, repeat, and <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I, I will say that I hate sales on games, <laughs> Because my birthday happened on Tuesday, so I had money, and I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't use this for this. <laughs> I really shouldn't buy these games. I don't need to be wasting this money. But So they had a bundle for Walking Dead where basically you buy Season 2 and get Season 1 free. Uh, so I bought that because I didn't want to go back to my 360 to have to start Walking Dead 1 and then play Walking Dead 2. And I went ahead and got Wolf Among Us too, so that I could just do it all on my Xbox One. Because I got Tales from Borderlands. I'll talk about the how that episode was. The first episode was uh, uh, after y'all get done. But uh, and Game of Thrones Telltale's the first one's coming out next week, or well this week technically, the, the one coming up. So God, I guess Telltale's just gonna drain me. Period. Uh, <laughs> That's what and they I, do. The what? That's what they do. Yep, exactly. And and I still got the freaking uh, Blizzard having their sales. So I was like, I don't know when the first two StarCraft episodes are going to be, or expansions are going to be uh, half off again. So I'm just going to go ahead and get them so that whenever I do get through StarCraft 1, I can just play the other two and play Legacy of the Void. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Just and, and they had Strider on sale for like seven bucks, so I got that. And then Peggle Two was on sale for like five bucks, so I got that. And then uh, I think that because I'd already gotten it, I pissed me off because I was like, I knew they were gonna do this. I should have waited on Shadows of Mordor because it was fifteen dollars less than what I bought it for. No, oh, yeah, Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, that was only twenty five or thirty bucks, I think on. Yeah. On the, Xbox One Black Friday sale. So I Titanfall was ten bucks. I still didn't want it. <laughs> I thought about buying it for three sixty until I read the reviews for three sixty version and saw screen like, you know, GIFs and screen caps from it and I'm like, Oh, this was not meant to be played on the last generation. Okay. <sighs> like the, like all the textures look like a whole lot shittier and well, no, yeah, but it's... Combat lags like crazy. Coming down in graphical quality, you know. And it takes like 5 to 10 seconds to actually get from one menu to the net, from like the game to the menu. Yeah. Lord. Like, yeah, it sounds like complete and total donkey shit, so... Well, Robert, since you're already talking, what have you been playing? Oh, yes, I'm talking, uh, Pokemon. Because... The new my, one, or...? No, no. My stepdad's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, uh, I got some ideas. So first went to Toys R Us, because I'm like, what Power Ranger toys do they have? They sold the $200 Legacy Titanus. That makes me sad. thing was so oh. beautiful. Oh, die cast and everything. So nice. And they sold all their five-inch figures, which sucked, because they had some good ones. But anyways, video games. I bought, uh, I picked up Pokemon, uh, X. Uh, Picked up the 2K Essentials Collection, so now I have 
Borderlands, Bioshock, and XCOM, so I can now play XCOM anytime I want. Yay. Sweet. And I have a second copy of Bioshock, so I guess I won't be opening up that one copy. <laughs> I was like, eh, fuck it, why not? And I got Skyrim, so now I can play Skyrim whenever I want. Yay. I'll probably go through that game again. That's what I need. Another 100 hours in Skyrim. And then I picked up uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4. Ah. Yeah, the 3DS. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah, because uh, they had a deal at GameStop buy two, uh, get one free on games under 20 bucks. And actually helped out the people there because the uh, employees were like, oh, do you have a pro uh, membership? I'm like, no, I got a regular one. But if you read the advertisement in the paper, it pretty much looks like it says anybody. And they're like, well, let me make a call. And they're like, yeah, you were right. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, damn straight, I was right. So, I mean, hey, not a bad haul for like 75 bucks. No, I've been playing, really. been playing Pokemon Pearl a lot because, well, I mean, I got to finish that and I got to finish White before I get to X because, you know, don't want to play X and be like, oh, all these Pokemon I've never seen before. <laughs> I think it's slow. But I beat, uh, let's see, I didn't really beat anything all that great. I just did some. I, I gotta say, I forgot how many fucking Pokemon you can run into from one city to another. Jesus. That and I got, like, spent a day and a half in this one cave that I needed Flash on, but Flash is a shitty HM, HM, so I didn't. Yeah, because Flash is. I mean, the accuracy thing, accuracy thing is actually worth having, but there's better attacks that work better for that. Yeah, yeah, not to mention, in no, most of my games, I never remember to. Uh, <laughs> I never remember to catch a Pokemon that can learn Flash. Mm. But, uh, yeah, like like in Pokemon Blue, when I went through Dark Cave and uh, with no Flash, yeah, that was great. Well, like I mean, I think after Yellow or well, not Yellow, the whatever Gold and Silvers when they started like having Pikachu be one of the ones that are is there towards the beginning. So in red and blue it was kinda of difficult to find somebody that could learn Flash. Yeah. That's the odd part. Now I'm just happy they made it toward not a TM an HM anymore because it's kind of a useless thing. Like you didn't need it all that much. Right. You need it for that one area and then never again. Yeah, it's kind of a pain for you to have a permanent move stuck to your Pokemon. But yeah, I just played a whole bunch of Pokemon, and I've been meaning to play a whole bunch of other stuff, but I got like fucking 30 hours of work, and X amount of school, and Thanksgiving, and uh, so much to do, so little time. Whoa. There you go, lots of Pokemon, though I can't wait to get into like Shin Megami Tensei and stuff. I've heard that's really good. It, it, looked, it looks really good. I know the series has a great reputation. I'm surprised it was so cheap so fast. What? It came out, what, last year? Yeah. How cheap was it? Twenty. It was $20 new. Well, that's not bad. No, not at all. Daniel? This game's never losing value. <sighs> 3DS. I've uh, been playing uh, Far Cry some more. That's about it. I haven't been able to get to uh, Dragon Age any more than my initial impression. 
which was extremely favorable. Uh, just was in the mood for Far Cry more so than Dragon Age. Uh, I've, I've been uh, like 30 hours in the Dragon Age in a week. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I played like 15 hours. I'm like, shit, my character's not that good. I've heard that if you do everything there is in the first um, world, you'll basically over-level, and then everything else won't be that interesting. So everybody, everything I've read says don't do a bunch of stuff in the first world, because then when you get to the stuff that's more interesting, you, you'll be like way too powerful. But that, but that goes against every RPG instinct I have. I can see the point, though, because it does get boring after a while if you're just, like, in a couple hits taking everything down. Oh, yeah. It's like I have a friend of mine that always trains. He always has a Charizard by the time he hits Brock. Lord, really? Yeah. Wow. He's like a rain man. That's... That's like that guy that just didn't want to get out of the starting zone, and wow, just like why? <laughs> I mean, I had a ivy sword when I got to Brock, but yeah, I can under, oh. I can see that. Yeah, yeah some like, people oh. just completely just level their main person and don't even bother with the other ones. Hey, that's if you ever watch uh, people do that do speed runs, right? Which is really cool. Anybody's ever has like three hours of their time. Go watch a speed run of like Leaf Green. It's really interesting. Uh, okay, this was like my week of playing games. So, and I got everything this week at once. So, and I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I got my code for 2K15 to review like the day it came out. So, I've, I've been playing that. I did a review pretty much on the podcast, on the wrestling podcast last week. Uh, I'm going to have it written at some point next week. It's hard with the wife being around now because I feel bad. Like, I don't want to sit there and do what I did before, which was basically dedicate a lot of my time to myself and then not kind of dedicate... I kind of dedicated time... Because she has different schedules than I do. I stay up at night. She doesn't. So, I'm like, I need to kind of spend more time with her so I don't do the things I'm supposed to do, which is probably writing reviews and whatnot, because I, I have to do 2K15, and then I'm also reviewing the Digimon All-Star Rumble, which was bad. That's all I'll say. How bad was it? It, it? I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just, it's nowhere near as good as the two Rumble Arena games. Um, it's just really, like, plain. They try to add this adventure thing to it, this like the story mode where you go through these basically these little mini levels, and at some points they do get hard. But the fact that you can digivolve while you fight some of the bigger monsters before you get to your main, because it's a fighting game that has like this little the, this little level that you go through before you get to the the Digimon you're fighting. And then the whole basis of the story is that the Digimon are bored. And so they enter this tournament because they need to find something to do. And then uh, depending on which one you choose, they have their own little reasons why they personally are doing it. But they don't really expand on that at all. So it's just like basically an excuse to have them go around and, okay, this is why you're 
fighting. That's it. So you go through like seven of the Digimon. They're all the ones you know, pretty much. They even have the ones from uh, this, the current uh, edition of the of the Digimon. They, they don't have any from season four because um, I guess nobody liked the Power Ranger Digimon. No, nobody so, season four. Like, which I like that season. Only people who got upgrades were like the main two. The other ones were like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. And it's weird because they don't... It's very uneven as far as, like, uh, their digivolutions. But they kind of tend to go with the ones that you saw in the show. Like, uh, you know, like uh, like uh, um, Tentamon never evolved to his Mega, so you only get to Mega Kabuterimon with him. And same with Gatamon. Even though you saw her Mega in the movie, they never showed it in the show, so she just goes to Angelmon. But then, like... Because they uh they don't have Magna Angel on? No. That's gay. Uh they and Patamon's not even in the game at all, which made me upset because that's my favorite. Dude, Angel uh, the best. Yeah, I know. That's bullshit. Uh they have, I didn't figure this until out until I'd already beaten the game twice that you could switch to playing with the actual Digivolve form and then they evolve more. Like, you know, Wargram will evolve into Omnimon, and that's when you get the Imperial German fighter mode or whatever, and I was like, okay. The game's pretty much pretty easy. It's just, they basically ramp it up to where you get to the final boss, and he's, like, ridiculous. So I had to die, like, ten times before I could, I figured out that a strategy that worked. But, yeah, it's... If you really wanted or something, and you're a Digimon fan, I'd wait till you're like it's like twenty bucks because you beat the story mode twice and you unlock the the twelve characters, and then there's multiplayer, and that's pretty much it. Huh. Remember, there was one game for the PS One that I used to play, and I was the only kid that was ever any good with uh, Wormmon. Is it one of the Digimon worlds? Uh, no, it was. I think it was uh, one of the the first Rumble Arena. Maybe it was a fighting oh, game. Yeah, but I was I was great with Wormmon because the secret to him was, you know, kind of stalling until you get uh, Digivolve into Stingmon. Then Stingmon, you hit him with the uh, like your like the attack move. sword thing. Yeah, and then you have a special that takes up your entire special bar and you turn back. So you hit him with the sword until you get to the last bit of health, and then you use your like special move. And drain hell. Yeah. Yeah, I was the only kid that could figure the only kid that figured that out. Yeah. That like everybody's ass with him. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Wormmon is shit. Stingmon's the man. What now? Right? Yeah. Uh oh I, I did get a Pokemon Omega Ruby for a dollar. What? Because I traded in a bunch of three sixty games uh -huh. and Digimon Rumble Arena, which I got like sixteen dollars for. Nice. And Somehow, WWE All-Star still gets, like, $13. So, right. I was like, alright. I'll just trade in a couple other things. And I, I got... It came up to, like, 39 And he was like, it's 40 I was like, okay, a dollar. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I only what? played a little bit of it. I, I chose the Torchic again for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. I remember that's the one I used originally when I played Ruby. I don't know why I did it again, but I think it's probably because for some reason I always like being the fire one because you always find the uh, 
grass and water types a lot easier throughout the game. So it's like, I don't want to, if I want to fire Pokemon, I have to wait till way later, and it's annoying to, to get them, so. I just uh, can't always start with the grass starter, though for Pearl, I started with the water starter. Or not, I used to always start with Bulbasaur, and then I kind of started getting out of that after a while. Uh, see, I, I was screwed, and I played blue, and I ran into Lorelei of the Elite Four. Oh, Lord. My entire party... You remember that, those stories? My entire party was either fucking ground, flying, or grass. Oh, Lord. Not not a good combo. <laughs> no, I only survived by evolving Zapdos up to 51. Or leveling it up. So I got Thunder. Uh, okay. What are your questions about 2K, W2K15, Robert? Because... I don't want to basically go through another review. It's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, how, what do you feel about them cutting all those modes out? It it upset me because for, the one thing that really upset me was the custom themes. I, I know it probably has something to do with, I think, it's either the PS4 or the Xbox One doesn't support it at all, the MP3s yet. So, uh, I can understand why they didn't want to you know, press on any toes about having people find a reason to kind of, even though you could still, I think you could still copy a CD. So you, there's still ways around that, that you, they could have done it, but they chose not to. It made it basically to where I just want to skip my entrance now for the credit character, because that's what makes it cool to ha hear your guy come out to whatever song you pick. Cause the rest of the stuff is stuff you could do no matter what, you know? But they, they really cut down on the designs. They cut down on, you know, you can't make divas at all. Uh, you know, uh, it, it really kind of upsets anybody that I think uh, Jeff called. So, Jeff, is that you? Jeffrey Harris? It is Jeffrey Harris, the phone one mania jack of all trades. How you how you all doing tonight? Doing okay. All Thanks. right. So it's the anniversary of the PS4 and the Xbox One. I just want you all to know that I play a real console, and it's called the PlayStation 4. They don't have any X-Phone over at my house. So you're hating on the X-Phone with two people that have the X-Phone? The X-Phone, that's right. No X-Phone. <sighs> why, why are we being fanboys for a system? It, it's, it's all why about not? Games. Why not? We all like what we like, do we not? We all like we but like there's Apple. Nothing, wait, hold like on! But didn't whatever. Sony screw up on we the like exclusives this year for the PS4? I mean, really? Is what was there that? a lot of positives? And Charger Four. What? Uncharted Four. Uncharted uh, Four is just not out right now. Yeah, but it will be. Okay, but I'm talking about we're talking about one year. You're still going to recommend the PS4, even though you for can't sure. really go out and buy exclusives for it right now. You know what? To me, it's all about it's all about the long game, folks. And what is what it, what console is selling better right now? True. What, what console is well, sold better? What, what console has moved more units in the last year, despite the well, lack I of all these big a, fancy, uh, fancy story? Games? I only saw one, so I wasn't going to bring it up, but. Apparently, the Xbox did sell better over Black Friday. 
on Black Friday. Okay. Okay. Well, last year, every Sony fan was saying how much better the PS4 sold on Black Friday than the Xbox One. Okay. I mean, it, it all, the, the sales thing, I think Microsoft's going to wind up making some of that ground because of what Sony has decided to do this year. And, you know, I understand delays happen and whatnot, but <clears throat> that lead's not going to last forever The in the amount that it is. It will, it will continue throughout 2015, I assure you. Second of all, uh, Ubisoft, they discontinued the season pass program for Assassin's Creed Unity. Thank God. Uh, and now they're giving away all the, the DLC for the game. And not only that, anyone who bought the season pass has the option of getting a free game from them. So here's what I ask. However much this whole program, is, this apology program is costing Ubisoft, is this equivalent to what it would have cost to delay the game and not even release a, a next-gen Assassin's Creed game this year? What do you guys think? Mm. Oh. Come down to dollars and cents. Let's give this game... I'm saying give the game another year, hypothetically. Give the game another year. Get, let the developers fix all the bugs and polish the game and make sure it works and you're not releasing a broken game so you don't have to spend money to do an apology program and give away free DLC you normally would have charged for, give away free games, and discontinue a season pass program, all of which is costing the company money. Not to mention the, all the bad publicity of this game. Yeah. Is it worth it? Was it worth... Here's what I'm asking, boys. Was it worth rushing the game? No. Ubisoft, was, it worth, was it worth it to rush out a broken game? No, but I mean, well, thankfully really, they, they have done it. What? I was going to say, really, it depends on how many copies they actually sold. I mean, right now, most consoles, especially, and I'm going to say the PS4 specifically, pe people that bought the consoles are starved for games. I am sure there was a large number of pre-orders fully paid pre-orders for Unity and that's money for Ubisoft. It's not like the people can return a game if they don't like it. So at yes. this point, they did make money on it. Now where it's going to come into I, effect I, I, all right, next all right. I know they've made money. And I know the, the reason these games get released the way they do is because these are publicly traded companies and they have investors to answer to, and they have sales quotas they have to meet. So that's why you know, they have pressure to get these games out at a certain date, uh, every year or, or however long. And, you know, and they can get away with it because I'm looking at the stats right now. The game sold almost 2 million units worldwide in its first week. So, yeah, they still sold it, but do they... Do they lose all that money by doing a big-ass apology program, giving away a free game, giving away DLC, and discontinuing the season pass for the game? Hmm. I mean, Do you think they still make money? This, not everybody buys the season pass that buys yeah. Assassin's Correct. Creed. So, I mean, yeah, personally... But, 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 yes, 
but they're also giving away the DLC for free. Normally, that they would have charged for. Well, yeah, but but yeah, but they should when they release a broken game. But also keep in mind as well the games that they're giving away for free have season passes and have DLCs that right. They might see people say, for example, one of the games was Far Cry Four. They might have people yeah. buy Far Cry 4 DLC. Okay, but that that's still a whole game. They have to. That's still a whole game. They have to eat up. That's the cost of a whole game. Yes, no, because I think most people that again because of the way the massive lack of choices were for the new consoles, most people went out and bought several games at once. I'm not saying it was a good. I'm not saying that they aren't going to lose money on it, but if this had happened next year or last year, they would have ended up losing a lot more. Well, I mean, all these games that are on this list, I think, except for Rayman, have DLC that they're you can get the crew, Far Cry Four, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, Rayman Legends, and Just Dance 2015. So. I mean, they, uh, they're getting games that, like, like, uh, he said, you know, that's gonna have its own DLC that if they enjoy that game, they can get the season pass of Far Cry. Don't know if the crew's gonna have season pass or not, but I'm sure that they'll have cards. Okay, but I mean, yeah, but they're still giving away, they're still eating the cost of those free games, eating the cost of discontinuing well, look, DLC. You should never release a broken game, but Ubisoft All has right. done this. A lot of people do this until the only way that they're going to suffer from this is if they people just stop buying the game. Okay. If you and don't buy the game, people will stop buying the game. If you don't buy the game, we won't release Assassin's Creed yearly. They keep buying are it, it's going to keep coming out this way. Are they going to keep buying Assassin's Creed after this? No. Yes. What? Yeah. They will. Okay, yeah. and you, also, guys might, you, guys, you guys might be right. Well, another thing that Ubisoft is doing by giving away these free games, they're getting the bad taste out of the, other pe- out of the Assassin's Creed player's mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game was broken, but these other games aren't broken. Right. I mean, personally, I, I, I just w- I, I, I wish developers said, you know, we can't get, we can't get this game out in time. It's not working out. I wish they had the power to put a stop to that garbage. I wish... I'm sick and tired of patches, guys. I cannot freaking stand patches. It's one thing to kind of like tweak some errors here and there, but to have all these day one patches for all these broken games and all these game-breaking glitches, I want a freaking moratorium on it. Like, ten years ago, we didn't have freaking patches. We, You know, the game was either good or it wasn't. I, I, I feel like they've become a safety net for broken games, and I can't stand it. I think it's ridiculous. I think some of these developers, don't these publishers, they don't deserve the safety net of a patch. But it's there for them, and they, they can't... It's there for them, but they don't deserve it. Oh, I, I, I get you. I don't agree that you should have to have a day one patch either, but... Patches are necessary anyway. There's so many bugs that may only get found out when these all these people get on multiplayer and play online. Or, For sure. or even but yeah. 
But you're Ubisoft, and you're always boasting. If you're Ubisoft, and you're always boasting, we have so much money, and that's why we can get all these things done. We have all these offices. We have all these development offices. We have all these employees. You should be able to get it done, and you should anticipate uh, these problems. I mean, it was kind of like when I was playing the Destiny beta, you know, I was saying, okay, I'm, I was having a lot of network crashes issues. You've got to lock this down, and you've got to pre- be prepared because you have all these, uh, you know, you've already gone gold. You've got to prepare for that. You know, your servers have to be prepared for that. They should be anticipating these things because they're Ubisoft, and they're always talking about how big and bad they are, how much money they have. Well, that you should think if, if you're gonna if you're trying to introduce a big franchise's first next-gen title, you do not you don't want to do it a, a half-assed job, and that's what and, they did. And to their credit, they did release a crew beta over Thanksgiving, so I guess and, they learned something. Well, they didn't. I mean, I'm I'm always highly suspicious when it's E3 and it's less than a year out before the release, and they won't let us touch the game. I'm always suspicious of that. Uh, I was highly suspicious of WWE. There was nothing at E3 this year. Um, I did play the game at GameStop Expo, and I was highly suspicious then of what we got to see. And you know, that's only a few weeks before launch, and. For again, for a, a franchise going next gen, there's no excuse for for how much was omitted from that game. Well, I'm not but it's, it's a also a sports game. game. It's also a sports game, and we see this every yeah. time they take stuff off for the graphics. I mean, to me, there's no excuse for that. This is next next gen tech, and I feel like I feel like developers are not taking advantage of the next gen technology. I see what Rockstar, like, take what Rockstar did with Grand Theft Auto V when they did the next-gen versions. That's more of what I want to see people trying to do with next-gen tech instead of all these omissions uh, and, oh, we didn't have time, there's too much, uh, you know, visual parody, blah, blah, blah. All these excuses, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're beyond that now and I'm sick of the excuses. Well, this should be the last year that we see a lot of major games come out on last gen. So they won't have any more excuses in 2015. Thanks for your time, guys. I look forward to listening to the rest of the show. And happy holidays to you all. Happy holidays to you too, Jeff. Happy holidays, Jeff. All right. Well, we had that discussion. Do what? That was a thing. It was a thing. Uh, yeah. So, so getting back to it, um, I, I meant I, th- I should have asked Chef what he thought since he plays the game too. But any anything else, Robert? On the uh, well, I know they cut a lot of the created uh, wrestler, like the amount of created wrestlers. There's no divas. A lot of less match types. If you're a creation person, if you use the creation modes to make you get to next year, don't buy the game. Just don't buy it. Because you're going to get pissed. There's no create a story. There's no create a Rita. There's no create a belt. There's no... You you can't create women. I mean... Did they take out create a move? I, I didn't even see it. So I don't think that's there either. 
Oh, that pisses me off. I'd love to create a movie. Uh, I mean the the I really have been enjoying the career mode. Um, I'll say that that's worth it. Maybe not by itself, but it's it's worth being in the game and and does make the game worth playing because the them going back to the road to WrestleMania stuff on the showcase mode is kind of I don't care about it as much because I mean the 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 two storylines they have in there and the ones they're going to have in the, you know they're great and all but I kind of get annoyed of playing with CM Punk and playing with John Cena after a while you know. And they have a lot of filler in there, too, that it's like, why do I care about this SmackDown match again? Like, okay. Just like most things that are SmackDown, you know, we have nothing to do on Friday night. Right. Uh, the crew mode's fun, though. The, um, you know, uh, you should create your character when you do that mode because you'll get freaked out that it changes your moveset because you start developmental. So you actually only know like you know body slams and uh suplexes and stuff like that for a while until you get to nxt and then they let you mess with your moves again so because if you do it uh the other way around your entrance will automatically shift when you move to one of the shows but you're you're gonna have to redo your moves again in the actual mode so it's gonna be annoying uh but yeah, I mean, it is. It does kind of play like an RPG, you know. It's kind of grindy. There's a lot of time where you're not going to be doing anything. You're just going to be wrestling matches because you have to level up your guy. And there's a meter that tells you how good you've been that you can move up to another show and stuff like that. I'm I'm almost halfway to where I'm going to get off main event and go to SmackDown, but I haven't played the game in a little bit. So uh, they have this chain wrestling mechanic that you can do at the beginning. That basically your first three grapples are the chain wrestling, and you have to press B, Y, or X, play like rock, paper, scissors, to figure out who gets the first hold. And then you have to move the R trigger around, or not the trigger, the, the joystick, to find like a sweet spot where it'll vibrate. And then you have to hold it and fill it up fast on the computer. It's It's kind of weird, but... It helps you get momentum to start the match or whatever. Um, the pin mechanic is still there, which is annoying. I hate that uh, pin mechanic so much. It really pisses me off because there's matches that I should have won. And you cannot lose in the... I mean, you cannot uh, quit in the career mode. If you quit, it automatically loses the match for you. Damn. So, uh, it, it's basically forcing you to... You have to deal with what happens to your character. Which is good, because... So many times I can just quit a sports game and go, all right, I don't want to suffer that loss. Good night. You know, now you actually have to turn off your system if you want to do it, which is annoying. So, uh, I played some other stuff, but I don't want to waste any more time talking about that. Uh, I guess we can try to have a more balanced discussion about the systems. <laughs> Then turning it into a fanboy flame war that it almost started into <laughs> for some reason with Jeff. I don't know why uh, he started that, but okay. I mean, at least Randall would have been level-headed, you know. But uh, I guess we can only expect so much out of Mr. Jeff, right? 
Uh, I mean, PS4 was definitely winning in the beginning as far as, you know, sales, all that stuff. It slowly being the better console. And then Microsoft has really kind of amended themselves, I think. I mean, the price drop, I think the price drop helped me want to get the system, having exclusives. Uh, I thought that was really cool that they gave Sunset Overdrive away for a week, uh, for a day. They let you play it for 24 hours, which made me really want to have that game. But sadly, Kmart didn't have it, so I wound up getting... Because I had enough points when I bought my Xbox One uh, and the reward points that I basically got to get a free game. So I wanted to get Sunset Overdrive, but they didn't have it. So I got Far Cry 4, which I'm not complaining because Far Cry 4 is great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sony's not giving away free... They're giving away free DLC for Drive Club because it sucked. Or had issues. Sorry, shouldn't say that. But oh, you were right the first time. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, in that, I mean, should should uh, should developers do that more often with these next gen consoles? Like maybe get let you play a game for twenty four hours, or is it just because of the anniversary? Or what do you guys think? I think part of it is. Microsoft is just trying anything to get people to give new IPs a chance. Best way to do that is let people play it for free today and see what happens. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, offering Survivor Series free when you buy your phone to the network. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same idea. But I mean, it's a good job. It's a good idea. I could dig it. I think the game is pretty neat. There's a lot going on at once. <laughs> Having to like guide, you know, make sure your guys like sliding on stuff and jumping around and shooting and whatever. But it's fun. So that's what <coughs> matters in the end. I I have to say, I mean, not not trying to because I think Sony could definitely, if the, all their games can hit. And not get delayed. I think they could definitely amend a lot of the problems that they've had with everything getting delayed, and and you know them having a bad financial year with their other stuff, uh, not PS4 related. So I, I think uh, it's not a bad investment at all to either have either have either of these uh, next gen consoles. And right now, really, uh, I think the the one. Uh, I mean, we don't talk about Nintendo a lot, but man, they have they want to make me have a Wii U right now because uh, yeah. they have a lot of games I want to play. <laughs> Nobody else has the Wii U. Yeah, well, there are obviously enough people that have a Wii U that Smash Brothers is selling, yeah. and you know, so I it just. I think Nintendo's done themselves a service. They waited. They kind of lined up everything in a row and made themselves look good now with Bayonetta 2 being really good and Smash Bros. and Mario Kart and, you know, Donkey Kong came out much earlier in the year, but that was good. So, you know, at, at least I don't think Nintendo's that far distant as far as games go, uh, delivering quality stuff that they were, I think, when we started the year. So, I mean, that's good for all, Nintendo, right? Because all their killer yeah. first-party games came out. Yeah. 
and, and they didn't make you wait forever. That's right. After they they all started coming out. So. So at this point, which console would you say has the uh, most momentum going in through the rest of, yeah, through December and on? I gotta say, my Xbox One does right now. I think they're flying high off the sales. They've got. I mean, they don't have. Uh, I mean, Halo's having its problems with the multiplayer that they, I just fixed with the patch. I hope. Um, and you know they have Sunset and a few others, but I think it's everything together coming together at once for them. Right now in this season that they've really needed it uh, to kind of catch fire and. Maybe you get people that go, okay, I was never going to buy an Xbox One. Now I might. Well, I think also Sony hurt themselves with, like, SharePlay, where they build it up saying, you can play these games with your friends, you can play the games, and they never once mentioned that developers could opt out of it. Right. Uh, We still haven't seen the uh, official launch of the uh, game rental. Yeah. It's still in beta, and so that hasn't come out yet. They they had to do so many switches to that. Yeah, and they they were so heavily reliant on it, and so heavily reliant on talking about it when the console first released. As time goes on, you're seeing it's not living up to what they promised. Right. Yeah, all the big features for Sony are not cashing in, and I mean, they even uh, what Little Big Planet three was broken for a lot of people, and they made a big deal about that at E three, and that didn't work. You know, uh, I mean, most of these games that we're talking about being broken are third party, but except for Halo's multiplayer, which I guess fair enough, one uh, one exclusive to another is is not doing that hot, but at least you can play the campaign. Uh, a, a game that's based off of so much online like Little Big Planet is, that that really sucks for... Especially if you're going to have it come out on the PS3 and it so it doesn't work. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't seem good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the most important part of this year really has been... Um, that towards the latter part, we've had these great games all come out. Uh, I think when, remember when we did our games top five so far, I think we were all sitting there like, okay, these five that we're listing might be the only five. <laughs> you know, and then lately it's just been like, oh, you know, hit after hit after hit. And now it's like, oh, crap, so many. We're going to start doing this top ten. And I'm, I'm going, I don't know if I can make my ten yet. <laughs> you know? You having that problem, Daniel, or you have it set? Uh, I've got a rough outline of my top ten. Now, games will probably move around on it. A couple, one or two games might drop off. More might pop back up, but I'm not going to have trouble coming up with ten games now. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I have to say, uh, Telltale hit it out of the park with... uh, the Tales from Borderlands. I haven't played too much of. I, I've played enough of the all three Borderlands games, but I'm not a Borderlands like junkie or anything. And within like five minutes, I wanted to keep playing. 
it's still the same game. You're not shooting people or whatever like you would in Borderlands Order, but it's the it's so funny and the characters are so good and there's a bunch of twists in it and whatever that I can't wait to see what Games of Thrones is like this week. Because if they did it with Tales uh, uh, from Borderlands, I bet Game of Thrones is going to be great. Uh, but sadly, uh, going away from, for, I guess it does affect games. You know, I'm a person that likes to rent games from Redbox, but Redbox is going to be uh, making uh, things a little bit more expensive. Uh, DVDs are not going to be 150 starting uh, this week. Uh, Blu-rays are going to be $2, and games are going to be $3. It is only the second price increase in 12 years, but supposedly, according to them, it's to make things... Uh, I don't know, whatever's messed up or, or things that they're lacking, uh, they want to improve upon, and they feel like this price increase is going to help them with that. If you're going to tell me that you're going to increase the price of games for a whole dollar, you guys better be putting next-in games in your red boxes pretty soon, then. Yeah. you agree on that, or? None of this Transformers Revenge of the Fall in the video game for you people. <laughs> I mean, it, it's great. Like, I got to rent Far Cry 4 on my PS3 for, like, you know, a couple of days and find out I liked it. But it's just like, you know, starting next year, we're probably not going to have a lot of games on the last gen, so renting games from Redbox is going to be kind of pointless. You know, they're going to have to, whether it's, I don't, it's, and it's not Sony and Microsoft saying no because they're in certain Redboxes, but it's like one, I, I mean, in a lot of the general populous areas, it's not there. Like in Miami, we don't have one in all of Miami that has really? games in it. In all of Miami. Yeah, but you go to Fort Lauderdale, which is four or five minutes away, and there's about two or three. So it's I got some in Midway. Ooh. Yeah. So I think it's funny, but I mean, the DVD and Blu-ray increases aren't that bad, fifty cents. But uh, I mean, it does take its toll when you do the whole one or have it for a couple of days or something, or you forget about it or. Or you're like me when I check out games from the library and take six weeks. Yes. <laughs> uh, have y'all been? Have y'all uh, got caught in the Steam expiration sale that's going on until I want to say Thursday? Partially because I downloaded this app on Google Chrome that uh, compares all the prices on Steam to the historical best prices and current prices. <laughs> Why'd you do that for? So I can see how cheap the games get. Uh, how I found out Aliens Colonial Marines is three dollars on the Humble Bundle store, and uh, Final Fantasy VIII is what's that? What? Huh? Going huh. down. Okay. Good. Now I have reason to stay away. And how I found out. Square Enix had uh, Final Fantasy VIII on uh, sale for less than five bucks. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. You can find it by doing it, I think. But, uh, yeah, it makes it pretty handy. And, shit, it makes it to where I can, uh, you know, get games. 
deepest I can since I'm a cheap bastard. Uh, I thought this was interesting just because it would be an interesting way for a gamer to to do this if you thought about it, but I was talking to a few people and they were like, man, this would make this a little bit too real, but apparently there's a Kickstarter campaign going around that or they, they want to start it that basically they hook up your controller to a blood uh, thing that dispenses blood and basically any time that you get shot in a game uh, they take out blood from you. Uh, so basically like you're giving blood by playing the game and when you get shot it, it takes blood from you. So I mean I guess if you it'd be a new way for people to like entice people to you know put Call of Duty in there and be like okay you can play this game while you give blood. I mean it might take them longer <laughs> but uh you know, if you're really bad at the game, you'll uh, give a lot of blood, I guess. Huh. Imagine that with Ikaruga. <laughs> right? Oh, God. You'd be there a while. Dying. You would die of loss of blood with Ikaruga. <laughs> Which would be bad. But yeah. I, I think it's interesting. I don't know if they're going to get $250,000 for it. But you never know. Right? Star Citizen keeps making money. They're at $64 million now. Uh, they're going to introduce a... Or they're at $63 million. If they get to $64 million, they're going to introduce a pet system. So you're going to be able to have pets while you're on board your starship, if you so desire. Uh, it's amazing how this game just keeps getting freaking money. It's insane. I don't think we're ever going to see a game get $64 million again. That's just crazy. <laughs> Are you back on, Daniel? I don't know. I think he said his kid was up, so... He might be gone for a little bit. Uh, apparently, Far Cry 4... Uh, or Ubisoft put in a a thing in the uh, Far Cry 4 if you get it for the PC that it has a field of view option and if uh, somebody apparently got on the Ubisoft forums and decided that they wanted to complain that there's no field of view and the developer was like well that means you pirated the game so, so the guy basically outed himself as having pirated the game <laughs> nice dude Nice. Even though Ubisoft said, like, even then when they had DRM, that apparently like ninety percent of their games are getting pirated on, or I think it's like ninety percent of games or something are getting pirated on the PC. But it's like not in all regions or something like that. But that that's still amazing to me. Like that many games get pirated. Like, really? I guess Torrenter should be thanked for that, or. What do you think, Robert? About what? Is there that that you think that percentage is right? Like ninety percent of games get powered on the PC. Damn, no, but I would think maybe like forty. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean everybody's doing it, but you know, 
bunch of losers. Crazy people. I'm going to slap you off at it. <laughs> so Sony has to pay uh, $25 cash or give a $50 voucher um, to uh, anybody that bought a PS Vita before June 1st, 2012 because apparently they misled people with the Vita saying that it could do all these things that it obviously can't do. Uh, so, yeah. Sony has to uh, give away money, which they've done, what, twice now? They had to do for the... Uh, I know we talked about it. I forgot what it was for, but... I think it was for the PSN going down way back when. Yeah, we should. Did he get... Daniel's right, but I wonder if he got the Vita that late. If Van, Yeah, Daniel brought up a good point that Randall might be eligible for the Vita rebate. But yeah, that's... Uh, Sony has to part with some money some more, because, you know, that's all they needed, right? I mean, hey, they got to, uh, you know, maybe they're losing a little bit from their surplus from the PS2. <laughs> so, get this. Apparently, Call of Duty is the biggest entertainment launch of 2014. Bigger than it. Uh, it's, it comes in ahead of all other music, movies, or books released in 2014. Well, the douchebag is strong in this one. <laughs> Wait, did you see the trailer for uh, Star Wars? Yeah, I did. Mr. Cross lightsaber himself. I know, that was awesome. First and, I was like, uh, oh, it's cool. And then I was like, wait, how is this practical? And the, uh, I guess that's uh, Luke's daughter that's on the land speeder. I don't know. Of course, they don't tell us how. Does it have they said how long after episode six or that it's going to be? Probably not. Like, you know, they're going to apparently they're going to release a new uh, animated series too after episode eight. Oh boy! Hope it's as good as the Ewok Adventures. Apparently, Rebels is really good. I still haven't watched it though. Nope. <laughs> I haven't even watched my weekly anime for the past two weeks for my weekly Tokyo. So yeah, I'm really, 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 really behind. Yeah. Well, Daniel apparently is going to have to his uh, his stepson is sick. So yeah. poor I'll guy. I'll have to stay up now. He's already dozed off once. I know. I feel bad. I had him stay up and then. <laughs> he has to get off anyway. Oh well, at least he gets to go to bed early. Uh, this should be no surprise, but apparently Smash is the Wii U's fastest-selling game ever. It sold uh, an impressive uh, 490,000 units in three days. So that's good, right? And at least they're selling. 
I mean, yeah, but that's like claiming a greyhound's faster than a room full of gerbils. <laughs> I would hope Smash is selling because it's supposed to be awesome. So, and those amiibos are selling too, surprisingly. Well, of course, everybody wants their, uh, you know, Marth amiibo. I don't think that is that out in the first wave. That Marth was. Oh, maybe he is. Apparently, a lot of people are leaving Yoshi and the Wii Fit Trainer behind. No, Poor no, Yoshi. The uh, Wii Fit Trainer. <laughs> Who wants the Wii Fit Trainer unless you're just a collectible person? Cause... Yeah, because the Wii Fit was a great gimmick. <laughs> Real- Watch her be like awesome in Smash Brothers or something. Weird gimmick. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire have sold well. They've already passed the 3 million mark in three days. Uh, and these titles, they haven't even released in Europe either. So, that's nice. Right. Pokemon represent, bitches. Yeah, they just need to release Pokemon games in the... Even though I've heard that it's not exactly the best and it really does kind of show the flaws that were in Gen 3... It, I I do love the new uh, map that basically tells you when you've uh, encountered every or not encountered but you've caught every Pokemon in that area. Uh, it's like an addition to the Pokedex called the Dex Nav that you can see either the regular map or you can turn it over and you see the map with the Pokemon on it and it's cool because then if there's a you know, one of those Pokemon only really come come about every now and then, or at night, or whatever. You can, it'll keep telling you you haven't caught all of them yet, and you can find out which one it is. So you can catch that whooper. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Bingo, catch a Badoo. Oh Badoo, a goofy looking motherfucker. Uh, Mewtwo is apparently going to be paid DLC. Uh, even though they said it wasn't going to be at first. Because Sakurai wasn't too cool with uh, having paid DLC for Smash Brothers. But it's probably the right thing to do. Because n- most people are not going to buy both the 3DS and Wii U versions. I, I know I, I'm not. When you, uh, when you consider the 3DS version, it's just kind of awkward. Yeah, you said you played it, right? Yeah, I mean, it was fun, but it was still really weird to be trying to play the game on that little screen. Yeah, I played the demo. It was weird for me, too. I was like, where's my TV? (laughs) And where's my GameCube controller? I need that, too. Yeah. Where's my N64 controller? Oh, yes. So many memories with the N64 controller. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, sadly, you know, this isn't a surprise or anything, but Xbox, once again, is not selling well in Japan, and apparently has forced the, uh, Xbox One boss to resign due to low sales. Uh, Takahashi Sensu, he resigned, uh, and it's going to locate to the company's U.S. headquarters, and he's going to be replaced by... Takahashi 
Minami. Oh, so at least they kept the the surname. <laughs> uh yeah, apparently it's even doing worse than uh the three sixty or original Xbox. So Damn, at least it's not doing as bad as the Uyo. Well damn, you have to be really bad for the Uya. I'm pretty sure the Leapfrog Junior is doing better than the Uya. <laughs> man, those Leapfrogs, man, they were selling pretty uh pretty heavily at Kmart because now they have that new XDI or whatever the hell it is. It's like a big ass tablet. Yeah. I was like, Mom, don't buy that because it's a waste. You have to keep buying little games for it. You might as well just buy them a regular tablet and download all the games you want. Or just keep your kid your smartphone while you're doing something and just, you know, turn your game into a mindless zombie. All right. My just- daughter's actually really good at Fruit Ninja on the phone because all you have to do is slash your, move your finger across the screen. She's really good at it. I was like, there we go. Gaming Pro already. Already I getting the I already learned all my tight matchups by the age of eight. So. <laughs> my mom was like, "No, she will not be hooked on games like you. Look, it's not, it's not as bad as you think it is. It gives them things to do when they can't go outside or, you know, whatever." Uh, speaking of games, uh, Microsoft has released the Gains for Gold for December. Uh, for Xbox One, you get Worms Battlegrounds, which is the newest Worms game. Uh, Xbox 360, you get the Raven Legacy of Master Thief uh, from December 1st to the 15th. Uh, and on December 16th to the 31st, you get SSX, the most, the newest version of it. The not cool one. Yeah, the not cool one. Like, SSX tricky with the high water mark. Oh, that sex tricky was awesome. Yeah, I was the kid in that daycare. All the other kids would come to and they needed somebody to do really tricky tricks. And that took like fucking 10 button combinations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now it, it was all on the D-pad or whatever, from what I remember. <clears throat> of the uh, the newest one. No, you. So did you hear about the online scam that apparently... Because Walmart has that price matching, they got people to buy $90 PS4s. I heard that might ruin price matching forever. Well, Walmart basically made it to where now it's only official Amazon listings and stuff like that. You can't have a third-party listing. Or basically, I think they made it to where they updated it to that they will match from 30 major online retailers, but they won't honor prices anymore from marketplace vendors, third-party sellers, auction sites, or sites requiring memberships. So, basically, eBay and Amazon are out now from being price-matched because of the people that set up fake Amazon listings and got $90 PS4s. Which is a good job. I mean, yeah, but all they had to do was convince a cashier who was dumb and... <laughs> He's getting paid minimum wage. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit more minimum wage, but still. It's Walmart. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, Christian Bale says that 
he might have wanted to continue playing Batman. Yeah, he's not wearing hockey pads. I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> so would you have wanted Christian Bale to keep playing Batman, or you looking forward to Mr. Ben Affleck? Because Ben Affleck can't do my voice. Well, at least Bane won't be in the, uh... Would you say that I want to be in the new movie? I might. Uh, I just pissed <laughs> They wanted for me to be on ice. That's still bad. It's still I terrible. I love it so much. So we were talking about all those crossovers and stuff before with the movies. Apparently, even though Supergirl is on CBS, because it's made by the same people who make Arrow and The Flash, Supergirl could technically have a crossover episode with Arrow and Flash. Oh, there's a Supergirl show? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, you don't like Supergirl? I think she's okay. She's like Superman. It's apparently going to follow a 24-year-old Kara Zoril. Uh, yeah. So. Mm. There you go. Uh, I mean, Greg Berlanti says it's possible that it could happen. So, I mean, at least they're having the crossovers in the TV shows, right? So that means the TV shows are probably still going to be better than movies. <laughs> Speaking yep. of movies that may or may not be better. James Cameron apparently says that the Avatar sequels are so awesome that you're going to be shitting yourself with your mouth wide open. No joke. He said uh, that. <laughs> I don't know that I would want to shit myself when I watch a movie, but thank you, James Cameron. <laughs> so I'm going to shit myself due to the awesomeness. Like, are you saying that the high-quality images are going to uh, upset my bowels? They're going to be bitching. Is it going to give irritable bowel syndrome? <laughs> I am. I have a. Is it because your movie's going to be four hours long and I'm trying to <laughs> wait to take my shit? Like I, I don't. I, I don't understand. Are you trying to turn me blue? Maybe I don't know. All I have uh, to say is the Avatar movie was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. I fell asleep watching it. it. It's like a few girls from high school that we all know that was like she's like pretty and kind of like not stupid but really average. But people are like she's the greatest thing anyways because she's hot as shit. Yeah, it's so true though. So true. Blade Runner Two is happening, but Bradley Scott is not going to direct. <laughs> And Harrison Ford is not going to show up until like the last act because most of the movie is going to be you trying to whoever it is trying to find Harrison Ford. Hope he didn't crush his legs this time. So, without Ridley Scott in it, is it going to make you want to watch it or directing it? Sorry. Never saw the first one. I think I fell asleep during the first one because it was so slow. I have it on VHS, of course. <laughs> I have everything on VHS. I have a lot of things on VHS. 
I don't have the movie VHS on VHS. <laughs> they should release a special edition of that. They should. Kind of like how everything's getting uh, released on cassette now. Really? Some metal bands are doing it. Why? Because it's funny. I mean, I can understand a record, but... You know, the great audio quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to mention finding a tape player. Dude, I got one in my car. I don't have one in my car. 2002. Yeah, I have a 2006. Damn. My grandpa's car that I used to have to drive around, his old Saturn, had a tape player. I would just plug in the tape player thing so I could plug into my MP3. And they used that. Because, yeah, I remember tape players. I had a bunch of mixtapes and whatnot, but I just could never want to go back to that. Having to fast forward through the crap that you—that's what's so annoying about the VCR. Like, I'm excited that my daughter wants to watch all these Disney movies, but then I'm like, oh my god, so many freaking commercials before these damn movies. So many. Right. So many. Lord. Uh, Double Fine sadly got hit with layoffs. Uh, Twelve of the company's workers had to get let go. I still want to play Costume Quest 2. But yeah, that's uh, neither here nor there. They're still making Broken Ajax 2, Massive Chalice, which I think is supposed to come out soon, and the remake of Grim Fandango. So, no worries there. They're not... They they did have to cancel something that they had unannounced, though. So, hopefully it wasn't the Psychonauts sequel that everybody's hoping for. Anything. Because I, I still can't wait for that. Or maybe we'll get a Brutal Legend sequel. Ugh. Probably not, huh? No. Damn it. I adore that game, but no. Oh, no. Still play it to this day. I need to get all the soundtrack. How far are you along on that? Like, 20 songs. <laughs> oh, jeez. I beat the game, and then I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't want to go through and get all the songs. <laughs> You're like, I love this music, but... But damn, this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, this game was like mostly an RTS. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The RTS part. Don't get me started on that. Rather upset. I mean, it was fine. It was just... It's not a good RTS, either. It's kind of just okay. Speaking of just okay... Well, some people thought it was really good. Uh, Amazon France has leaked that there's going to be a Zombie U 2. Uh... It's going to come out in October 2015, and apparently Ubisoft might have sold the rights to Bandai Namco, because the developer is listed as Bandai Namco, not Ubisoft. So, Ubisoft did say that they had no interest in making a sequel, because it didn't achieve the amount of money that they wanted it to make. So, You cool with a zombie U, too? Sure. As long as Daryl doesn't show up. Or as Bono, for that matter. 
Yeah. Uh, so Miyamoto had uh, a few things to say about games that focus on cinematics. He uh, he says that. Hold on, I had it written down, and now I can't think. Of it. He he says that he wants the person playing the game. Uh, to make them feel that by playing, they're creating something that only they could create. Um, he says, when you play a game, one one moment you're just controlling it, then suddenly you feel like you're in the world. And that's something you can't experience through film or literature. But with all these games that want to be like, with all the cine- they focus on cinematics and not focus on the game. It kind of, it's boring, he says. Yeah, it makes all the games appear the same on every system instead of being unique. You think he has a, a point here in people focusing so much on graphical quality and stuff like that that it takes away from the games that are being made? Sometimes. You know, we've seen through uh, some revivals of old games that, uh, like, I don't know, like uh, Final Fantasy IV, or like, you know, we redid the graphics a good game, but really what makes the game great was not the look, but the, you know, substance. And some games are kind of like that girl in high school who was kind of pretty and not that dumb, but just kind of okay, you know, if, if they just focus more on the looks, they'll get away with a lot of things, because they're pretty, but if you know all of the day, there's no substance, and they will end up divorced in five years. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because, exactly, because when, you know, they get older, it being pretty doesn't matter. When when you get out of the graphics and you have to start playing the game, if the game sucks, it won't matter how pretty it is. Yeah, and, like, if you look at games like, I don't know, like Oblivion. Oblivion looked great at the time. Now, Oblivion looks not nearly as good. But game holds up. Because it was, it was a legitimately good game. Now, imagine if Shadow of Colossus was shit. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful game. But imagine if it, like, you know, we're just, I don't know, like, Devil May Cry 4. <laughs> you know, or just some other random game. Now, would we look at that so fondly as we do Shadow of Colossus? You know, this game that looks beautiful but isn't that great. No. Shadow of Colossus pretty and has great gameplay and has a lot of like interesting ideas whereas this other made up game has pretty visuals but really nothing about it. Right. Once we move graphical styles and like what's good things really become forgotten. Yeah, it's like Child of Light. It's very pretty, has a unique art style, but if the game sucked Nobody would have cared about. It. I mean, it'd be that game that you say, "Oh, look how pretty it is," or, or like Journey, how unique the art style is. But you don't. The game sucked, then nobody's gonna care at all. Yeah, like Child of Light, I want to buy that because it looks really good. Uh, I've liked a little bit. I played it, but I only played like through the first little part. The story is kind of cute because they they do things in rhyme. Like kind of like a poem, they they talk like that. So it's it's, it's unique. It like it goes along with the art style and everything. It's kind of cool. 
apparently Joe McHale is going to produce a TV show about comment sections. That's stupid. Next. <laughs> I wonder if he was going to talk about the 401 comment section. Oh, oh hell yeah. It was <laughs> and AG Awesome and the Strawberry Guy. You got to find pictures of girls' feet for AG, AG Awesome. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot all about him. And now we got Matthew from Botchmania in our, our comment section, so yay. Oh, right. Yeah, if you ever see Ace Winner. Well, since we're on the, uh, you want to talk about the CM Punk thing? I didn't listen to it. Oh, you didn't? Nah, I haven't listened to the podcast this weekend. Well, I haven't been able to listen to the podcast either. I've had to, it, the podcast hasn't worked. Oh, really? You, you would have to, like, go on YouTube or something and watch it. I, I've read transcripts of what he said and listen to other people okay. talk about it, whatever. I thought the most interesting thing was the whole, like, apparently concussion tests aren't really concussion tests. (laughs) Or, well, they don't, the whole wellness thing isn't really as uh, hard-nosed as they say it is, I guess, because he had this, basically like a staph infection growing on his back. And he asked the doctor, the WWE doctor, to cut it off a bunch of times. And he even wrestled during uh, the Royal Rumble with it. He had a concussion during the Royal Rumble. And uh, the doctor was like, what do you want me to do? you got to wrestle the match. Like, It's like, I don't know. The guy had a concussion. Have you take him out? <laughs> I was like, wow, all right. Maybe we should rethink about WWE's wellness policy really being a about their wellness, I guess. I don't give a shit. I care about money. Right. Right. There's a lot of stuff that he revealed in there, but yeah. All right. I think that pretty much does it here. Oh, thank God. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. I'm very tired and I got to get up at, I got to go to work again at 11. Shit. Yeah. I got to get up at 11. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, you well, I mean, go to work or? No, no, I don't work until four. But uh, Monday, I get to get up at seven thirty and go to my elementary school and finish out my hours. Oh, how many hours you got left? Four. I got eleven hours, or I've got yeah, eleven hours done in two days. Oh wow! Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, getting shit done. I'm be some chill kids. Getting shit done. Oh, yeah. Alright, well, that means we should just get to those plugs then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll start as well. Daniel had to go do things that are far more important than us because we're just. Oh, he just does the Gains Factor Fiction every week on Thursday mornings. It'll, it'll so. be Stephen Randall and somebody, somebody. else. He probably hasn't picked them yet. So yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Uh, as for me, uh, Rattlers Broadcasting Network, home of a lot of really good podcasts. I like them. I'm on a few of them. Uh, it's from the Cheat Seats, Jesse Starcher and Jason Teasley talking football. Pretty good. Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, somewhere in that, uh, somewhere in that, uh, that area. There is uh, 
What else? Oh, yeah, uh, Metal Hammer Doom podcast. We had a Thanksgiving episode this week. It was me and Jesse Starcher as we talked the new Scar Symmetry album. It was it was an interesting podcast. It had us uh, discussing the ideas of you know a lot of high concepts because it's a very high concept album. It's a part one of a three part trilogy of albums about like a uh, neo human entity upgrading itself and leading a revolution to destroy the world. So think of it as Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's a really, it's really good album. Like, well, I mean, it's not like an amazing album in terms of sound. Like, it's kind of a generic album in some parts, but if you, lyrically, it's astounding. And it's interesting enough to, uh, you know, keep everybody going. So, you know, Look out for that review. It's a pretty good review. It cuts off at our plugs. So uh, funny. Oh, blog talk video, you piece of shit. God. <laughs> blog talk sucks. So we did go on a chrono trigger. Uh, we actually went on a few tangents, chrono trigger and group including. So I was oh, we were talking about, well, because we were talking about, uh, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, is if, what makes somebody a man if they're part android? What you know, like what line does it cross until you get to where there's more machine than man? And I'm like, well, Robo from Chrono Trigger is pretty uh, human-like, and he's a fucking robot. True. Yeah, I, I just went there and I was like, yeah, sweet, cool. I need to finish that game. And Jesse's like, you haven't finished that game? I've not played many video games, but I finished that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I got Castlevania, and then I got Devil May Cry, and then I got more Castlevania. Yeah. They have uh, the newest Devil May Cry, or the reboot, whatever, for $10 on that 360 Black Friday sale. Sweet. I'll probably pick it up pretty cheap sooner or later. I almost bought Final Fantasy Thirteen in GameStop, and I'm like, no. Oh, not- God. It's like nine bucks. That's not bad. Like, I'm actually stuck on the last item on I don't know, I just fang into the needle. Have to defeat it. Yeah, after like an hour and a half, I quit. <sighs> I was like, you're going back to the fucking library. Wait, you rented it again? No, no, no. That, oh. was, that was, yeah. I didn't rent it again. But I did rent Berserk, which is amazing. Go read Berserk. And go watch Berserk. It's fucking amazing. Oh, so good. Anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think what we'll be doing next. I don't know what me and Mark will be doing next. I don't remember. Is that? No. I don't remember. <laughs> It'll get posted on the Rabbit Broadcasting page. <clears throat> uh, finally, since I write a podcast, love that podcast. It's my favorite podcast that I do. Uh, we're a little behind because Hunter has like projects that will stop him from graduating. So, yeah, he's doing those and he's moving into a place. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a little busy. I've got fucking, you know, I got a, he's got a job. I got a job. I got classes. So maybe in about a week or so, get back started. Do some Kamen Rider Drive, some Garo the Animation. Pretty, It'll be pretty great, pretty fun. Looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash since I write a podcast. That is S E N T A I R I D E R podcast. Uh, and just look at our Facebook page if you ever want to figure out, the, you know, where you can find us. You should totally like get notifications from our page since I post like a few times a week, just random shit. 
like a lot of Garo stuff. Like Garo, like they announced five new projects for the year of 20, uh, 2015. That's a lot. <laughs> for like a fucking small, I don't know if they're a small company. Now. They're, they're probably a small company, but five is a lot. When you consider Toei only does like, well, let's see, two, three, four, like, Toei's got maybe twice that. They're fucking huge. Uh, I should tell you something. But, yeah, Garo. Go watch Garo. But, anyways, that's it. That's it for me. All done. All right. Uh, this podcast, of course, will be back. I don't know when, because uh, Daniel informed me during the week that he got that new job that he was trying to get, where he's going to be working 9 to 9. 9 p.m. at night to 9 in the morning. Oh. And he works, he has sometimes where he like works every other weekend and three days on and four days off or I don't know how that works. Four days on, three days off. Uh, he said that he's probably going to have to miss if we do it on some Sundays or whatever. So basically we're going to have to play it by Daniel's schedule. Because my job went back to wanting me to close. Uh, so, which sucks, because I really liked having all the morning shifts. But, it's whatever. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to be back next Sunday, or if we're going to be back before then, or after then. But, we'll be back at some point. You can listen to us on demand, though. Sure. On Stitcher. Yeah. If you demand it, oh, God. on uh, iTunes and on TuneIn Radio, or you can go to Form One Mania, go to the Game Zone, where all of our, you know, the Game Zone stuff is the news and the columns that Daniel and I post, um, and that sometimes Robert contributes to. Need to um, make an account on that forum. And you can, uh, you still haven't made the thing for the forums yet. Nope, never remembered. I think a lot of people haven't. <laughs> I don't even get Todd responding on the Games Top 5 stuff anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. so go, you can go to 411's Game Zone, look in the columns, and the podcast is posted there every week. So, there you go. Uh, of course... Uh, I have the Wrestling to the Max podcast, which is posted in the forums Wrestling Zone when I get to it. We in the early morning when we get done. Uh, this week we will be talking about the CM Punk reveal with his podcast, or not his podcast, but on Cole Cabana's podcast, and we'll be uh, reviewing Lucha Underground Raw and TNA is off for at least a month and a half, so we won't have that to talk about. We can talk about Josh Matthews. Yeah, we can talk about Josh Matthews and whatever else is going on. So, uh, should be an interesting week on the wrestling side of things, too. Um, of course, check out the game's top five. Uh, this week it was uh, top five things in gaming we should be thankful for in 2014. Um, so, uh, we had, uh, you know, Daniel was thankful for having uh people to play games with. Uh you know, we had uh John thankful that Nintendo stayed true to themselves and I was thankful for that Xbox One price drop so I could buy one. 
So, and, and a few other things. You can just check out all of our lists there. Uh, I didn't have a uh, four-player co-op this week just because I had too much work and it was my birthday the day it was supposed to be submitted and I had to work that night and I was like, yeah, just can't do this this week. So, I never heard back when I sent the email, so I guess they're okay. <laughs> Normally, if they you hear back, usually it's a means that they were kind of upset about the fact that you aren't going to have it. All right. Well, until next week, and hopefully everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully your Black Friday was safe. Hopefully you were smart and just shopped online or on the game system or whatever. Uh, and uh, and enjoy those games. Have a good week, and we'll, we'll be back when whenever we are. Doctor Who, uh, Kellen Winslow, Quantum Leap, Randall's Old, Booyah, Virtual Boy. Yeah, all those things. And fantasy football, and damn Cowboys Lost, and... Uh, uh, yeah, I hear they're handing out Tony Romo interceptions to kids who are bad in Dallas. <sighs> Darn it, Robert. Later, everybody.